Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. I just want to respond to one of the voice notes, uh, you know, who alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, it's Jews that are doing this uh, to the Palestinians. I don't necessarily think so. I think that we have to make a a clear distinction between the state of Israel and their Zionism uh, principles because there's actually uh, Jews uh, around the world uh, that have protested uh, what is happening uh, to the children of Gaza. In fact, if you switch on any international news channel anywhere, uh, you're bound to see them in a... in an average news cycle. So I think we have to make that distinction or or read up a little more before uh, we make sweeping statements uh, on the radio. So welcome to the second hour. Brian is ready. Brian is, uh, uh, Brian Hesh is the chair of Brian Hesh Coley and Associates. And today he wants us he wants to warn us not to scrutinize the market uh, every day, every month, every quarter if uh, you are investing for the long term. Brian, long time no talk. Good morning. I love you too. Yeah, but KG, I must tell you, I thoroughly enjoy your music programs Aww. on Saturday and Sunday. I've been, watching, I've been listening now uh, when I'm working in my office. Fabulous, fabulous music you play. Thank, Thank you, you, Brian. Thank yeah, you. Fabulous. Yeah. So you're saying that we must, because I always hear that of people uh, that, um, uh, you know, are investing. They say, did you hear how this stock is doing today and how that stock is doing today? Are you going to sell or are you going to keep it? So you're saying we must stay away from scrutinizing the market too frequently. Yeah, well, let me say this to you. There are three things that a woman likes to get in her life. The first is she gets an engagement ring. She gets a fancy, fancy valuation. Uh, it's always a lot more than what you've paid. Try and sell it the next day. You, you buy a home, pay all your fees and your age and your all the transfer fees and everything you've got to pay. Move into the home and try and sell that the next day. And then if you go into business, start a business, capitalize the business, put money into the business and try and sell the business the next day. None of those will you make a profit of day one. But... The characteristics of growth investments, whether you're in unit trust, which includes the Satrix, the Signia, or any other equities, has the same characteristics of the above. You can't expect to go into the market today and go and sell tomorrow. Uh, I mean, the reports that we do on radio and TV and on the news course, very simply, is we talk about markets daily. We talk about the oil price. We talk about the rand and the rand against the dollar. Well, the month of October was a shocking month for the markets. The markets were down nearly 9%. The first week of this year, the markets are up 4.5%. The oil price has come down by 16% in the last month, and we've seen that at the petrol pumps. And the RAND has improved by nearly 5.5%. So all I'm saying is these short-term, character, these short-term fluctua- uh, uh, fluctuations in the market put a lot of pressure on financial advisors because the stresses and anxieties that investors feel particularly when people put their trust in us as financial advisor, they sometimes never hear the words that markets can go down. Mm. They want to see instant and positive results. And often this inhibits financial guru, and I'm talking about a top financial advisor, because often investments go down first. Mm. So all I'm saying is one needs to understand what Warren Buffett, who's a great, he's in his 90s, his partner's in his late 90s, they've been around for many, many years, 
they say the road to success is usually paved with many wrong decisions. Mm, mm. Buy when everyone is selling and sell when everyone is buying. And although there are many red flags that relate to what is going on globally with the wars and oil price and the slowdown in China, markets have been reacting more when interest rates are going up or alternatively looking to go down. So all I'm saying to investors, set your strategy. Decide what your long-term strategy is, dividing your funds between immediate and short-term money for emergencies, money that you're going to use in the next two to three years, your medium-term the next five to seven years, and then your long-term funds, which should be allocated. And long-term, when you're putting money into the markets, you really will benefit as long as you keep your head down and you don't be guided or, or, or put off by all the bad news that, I mean, bad news, I mean, the, the bad news that sells news, that sells yes, newspapers. Yes, So absolutely. really be, 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 be away from that. And let me say this to you. There, there, there was a great, a, a great um, rugby player. He headed up all the newspapers in the, in the British Isles. And he came, out, he came out of his building one day, and about five o'clock, he didn't have a newspaper. He walked across, he walked... He walked across to a news vendor and he asked for a newspaper and he gave the guy a pound and the guy walked off. And he said to the newspaper vendor, hey, where's my change? Mm-hmm. So he said, sir, there's no change. He says, hold on, do you know who I am? He said, yes, you're the boss of all the newspapers. He says, yes. And he points to the newspaper and he says, this newspaper says it costs 60p, I gave you a pound. And the vendor turns around to him and says, sir, don't believe everything you read in newspapers. Wow, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> so you can't believe all the news, who's writing the news and everything like that. So so from a market point of view, set your strategy, understand your strategy, your short, medium and long term, and don't be devi- don't deviate from your long-term strategy in terms of asset allocation, how much in equities, how much in property, how much in bonds, and how much cash. Obviously, you've got to manage that each regularly to see whether you're going to make any changes. I mean, you may be invested in Standard Bank is an example, and Standard Bank come out with bad results, and First Rand come out with better results. So you may make a move in terms of stock within a sector or even a sector. You may move out of pharmaceuticals into technology or technology into banks that you've got to wreck that you that, that's what your financial advisor is there to manage but not to manage a change in strategy unless something's changed in your life that needs to be adjust, that your strategy needs to be adjusted fantastic uh, so beautifully said uh, Brian and and I and, and I think you're right I like that uh, you 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 added uh, the the news analogy story that uh, you gave us because ultimately a lot of people are swayed by the markets which they hear on the radio every hour on the hour or on uh, the newspapers every single day and it can make you jittery if you're a nervous investor very much so, it, it, you know, and also when you get your monthly reports. I mean, what, if, you take, if you've got an investment strategy of 10 years, it's 120 months, and you get a bad monthly report, it, it's going to happen. Markets go up and markets go down. Mm. You want security, you want certainty, put your money in the bank, earn interest, pay tax on the interest. I guarantee you that if you do that over a 10-year period, you will lose money. Lose money not in number, but in purchasing power because of inflation. Yeah. So you can you can want security and certainty, but if you want to beat inflation, you need to be in growth assets. And you've got it. There's time in growth assets. I mean, if we look at property in South Africa, other than a few pockets where 
properties have gone up in value, and particularly maybe in Schlange and, and, the, and the Atlantic seaboard. But if you look generally at property, properties have come down, but people aren't selling. They're not worrying. No one's putting a stake outside your home every day and revaluing your property, because if they did that, you'd throw it away. But you stick with your property. You live in your property. If you've got investment property, you've got tenants, hopefully, that are covering all your expenses. And these have been tough times. But you're not selling. But equi minute it comes to equities, the minute things start to go bad, you start to panic and want to sell. The characteristic of an equity is long-term. You will do well. You will achieve good returns over a period of time. I can tell you one more, one more thing that you'll, you'll, you'll probably find very interesting, that over the last number of years, markets have, uh, over the last many, many years, if you take markets year period, just to give an example, if from 2000 to 2008, if, so, if you'd been invested in the market, which means you went through the, the crash of 2000, which was technology bubble, where there was a crash, and you got to 2008 before the, the, the problems in America with property, if you'd been invested in the market for that whole 10 years, not eight years, sorry, you would have achieved 17.5% compound. If you'd been out of the market the best 40 days, in other words, because you're out of the market when the market's recovered, you would have achieved only 3.9%. And from 2013 to 2021, if you'd been in the market for 1,275 days, that means the full period, you would have achieved 10.3%. But if you'd been out of the market for the best 40 days in that eight-year period, you would, have done, you would have achieved minus 6%. Yeah. So being out of the market because you're clever and you think you're going to wait for someone to ring the bell when it's time to get back into the market just doesn't all go well. But, you know, I think what, uh, by the way, if you want to ask Brian a question, uh, you know, you can call on the number 086 or the SMS line 41391 or the WhatsApp line 0614104107. If you didn't hear me earlier, Brian has to go early today uh, at 10.30, so start sending the questions. But then there'll be the big stocks, right, uh, Brian, that makes sort of international news uh, because something really major has happened. Even then, you should just chill. Yes, well, look, sometimes, you, you know, you've also got to revalue your portfolio and rebalance your portfolio. And what I mean by rebalance is you've got to understand that sometimes you've got to relook at the portfolio because we talk about the magnificent seven. That's what they're talking about at the market at the moment. Uh, those are the top seven stocks that make up 27% of, 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 of the world's investment portfolios. That's absolutely, when you think about that few stocks, and if you have a look, and, and th those stocks very much are very much the technology stocks. When I look at them, there's ASML, which is a chip company. There's Alphabet. There's Amazon. There's Salesforce. There's Microsoft. There's NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. There's Visa and MasterCards. Those make up more than 27% of the total uh, global markets. And you can't be too overexposed. And if those shares run too high, you may rebalance your portfolio, take some of the profits off the top and buy into some of the other stocks to give you a rebalanced portfolio. Mm. But it doesn't mean you change your asset strat strategy. You'll still stay in equities, but you need to rebalance. And that's the role of a portfolio manager, investment manager, a financial planner, to, uh, to have a look how your portfolio is being rebalanced. Yeah. Here's a question for you, Brian. Hi, KG. I am a 21-year-old who's about to start a new job. I have to choose between a provident fund and a pension fund. 
fund. I don't know what the different difference is. May you please ask Brian what the difference between provident and pension fund is. Thank you. Well, let me go back eight years. Eight years ago, there was a big difference. There was a tax deduction allowed to you coming off your taxable income, contributing to a pension fund and not a provident fund. You paid provident fund money with after-tax rands. However, five years ago, when they tried to do the pension reform, they equalized those funds. So whether you're in a pension or provident fund, firstly, it's equal. You get a tax deduction. You know, as the receiver revenue, you'll pay part of your contribution. The main difference between a pension and a provident fund, then at retirement, your provident take all in cash, whereas a pension fund, you can only take one-third in cash. The balance of two-thirds has to buy you a pension. The tax implications are exactly the same. You get the first 550,000 tax-free, the next 220,000 you pay 18%, then 27% and 36%. So your main difference is that you can, you will have the option of taking cash or mm-hmm. buying a pension under a provident fund, whereas in the pension fund you don't have that option, you can only take one third in cash. So if it was your, your daughter, pension. if it was your 21-year-old daughter, which one would, she, would you say she should take? Go to a provident fund. Go to a because it gives you it gives you it gives you another option that a pension fund does not give you. Yeah, because she she I think uh, the twenty one years of age is uh, you know the big difference in that you know, one. Great, and it's fantastic that the twenty one year old is going to start contributing to a fund, which means if they contribute to a fund and they increase their contributions every year as their salary goes up, and also by the rates of inflation. So if they're earning ten thousand now and they're paying ten percent to a provident fund, it's a thousand rand and in next year they're earning 11,000 rand a month they'll be paying 1,100 to a provident fund but the inflation rate if the inflation rate was 6% they must just increase that by 6% she'll never have to ever worry again about she'll have all the financial freedom that she needs at retirement because she saved for virtually 40 45 years of her life okay I've got another one hi Brian is it wise to use platforms like Easy Equities to trade online where one can have exposure on one or two companies? I'm asking this since I observed the share price for PPC increase from less than one rand per share at the beginning of 2021 to over five rand in October 2021. Well, if you're smart enough and you can pick what we call the diamonds, then it is easy. But it's not easy to do that because I can tell you, you picked one stock and I don't even know. I know the stock, but I haven't, I've never watched its performance. But if you pick other stocks, you may pick the wrong stock where the share goes from one rand to 80 cents or 10 rand to 9 cents. I mean, you could have picked shares like Trans, uh, Trans Capital. I mean, that share has come down from 43 rand to 5 rand 50. You may have picked Blue Label, which was 22 rand. It's now trading at 3 rand. You know, it's a way to trade, but remember, it takes years and years years to become a professional portfolio manager who can read a balance sheet, understand in between lines, not just what they, what are you being told, not just the numbers, but what is the future prospects of the business, where are they making their money, what is their market, and that's why you normally use a portfolio manager. But people like to trade. People mm. like to buy their own shares. And they, and you, this particular call has spoken about a successful share. I can tell you, for every one that you find successful, you will find that you will lose on nine. Yeah. The last one before I let you go, Brian. Hi, SFM. Does the guest have any advice on short-term trading or investing? It's almost like short-term trading versus investing. 
Okay, well, short-term trading is what I've just spoken to the person who asked me about easy equities. Mm -hmm. That's short-term trading. You buy and sell shares. You've got to be watching all the time. You've got to read the news. You've got to see what's going on in that particular share. Long-term investing is when you're talking five to seven years out and longer. You're going to buy a share. You're going to, you're going to understand it. Uh, you're going to buy a portfolio of shares, not just one share. You're going to buy shares through unit trusts, which includes the Signia suite of of portfolios, and that's the big difference. Long-term investing is very different to trading. They, they traders trade successfully, but they sit in front of their screen all day, every day, to see how things are going. Listen, Brian, have a lovely day, Sorry, and it yes. was wonderful to talk to you again. I'm Sorry, sure we'll yes, talk yes, again in the future. Okay. KG, take care. Thank you. Brian Hirsch, Chairperson of Brian Hirsch Coley & Associates. 1031, the news headlines now with N Musa.